Brought to you by Dr. Marvin Monroe's Family Therapy Center. Honey, aren't you going to work today? No, I don't think so. Honey, you have a problem, and it won't get better till you admit it. I admit this. You better shut your big yap. Oh, you shut up. No, you shut up. No, you shut oh, up. Oh, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Why don't you both shut up? Hi, friends. I'm Dr. Marvin Monroe. Does this scene look familiar? <laughs> if so, I can help. No gimmicks, no pills, no fad diets. Just family bliss or double your money back. So call today. Dr. Marvin Monroe's Family Therapy Center, 1-800-555-HUGS. Why don't you call right now? Hello, everyone. Welcome back um, to another episode of The Simpsons Season 1. Wait, why are you doing this? Well, I'm doing this because we just... We're, this is a very this is a therapeutic episode of The Simpsons. Hopefully, you listened to our our sponsors, Doctor Marvin Monroe's, who Doctor Marvin Monroe. <laughs> yes, I think that's the. I'm as sure of it as I'm sure my voice is annoying. I mean, that sounds way more like the the therapy that you'd get in The Simpsons than a nice soft voice. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, we, we keep we keep going with the season here. This next episode de- uh, debuted on January twenty eighth, nineteen ninety. No disgrace like home, written by Al Jean and Mike Reese, a writing duo that would go on to be the showrunners for like every season after season three. They would become probably the driving force behind The Simpsons, or at least one of the driving forces because they were the showrunners during the golden years. Um, it's directed by. Two people that I do not think directed after this, Greg Vanzo and Kent Butterworth. And I do not know who either of those two gentlemen are. I don't know. Which probably tells you that it did not work out very well for them directing The Simpsons. I I think it just wasn't a very good fit. And you can tell that because this episode is, uh, let's say it's set in the bizarro world. Just a little. Is that that fair to say? I think so. It is, it's, it's an episode that is kind of like, None of the characters act like themselves. No. Down to Barney. Like, no one acts like themselves. Mm -hmm. I think it has its moments, but we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get into, get into it here. So the, the chalkboard gag, I will not burp in class. Okay. The couch gag back to squashed Homer. So this time they squeezed Homer out of the couch. Yep. Rib rib tickling hilarity on those couch gags. <laughs> like I wonder if you if you told them like they would have guests like modern day artists come in to do like three minute couch gags. <laughs> three decades later on the show, they'd be like, "Oh, we just had Bart fall off the couch, right?" Like, <laughs> in different ways. <laughs> uh, so this show starts with Bart and Lisa fighting. And they're saying, and and Homer is pulling pulls them apart. Homer is wearing an outfit that I don't think we've see we see him wear since or after this. It must be his going to the company picnic outfit mm, because the yes. premise is that they're going to the company picnic, and Homer is wearing shorts and like a striped shirt. It's very unhomery. It, yeah, it 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 threw me off guard at first when I saw him in that. I was like, what are you wearing? <laughs> Until it was introduced that there was a picnic. So it turns out that they're fighting over who loves them more. But Bart is saying Lisa loves Homer more. And Lisa's saying Bart loves Homer more. So it's just a little Um, twist on that. 
yeah so homer is like this is a little the butt of the joke about that <laughs> and homer ends up taking a bite out of marge's gelatin desserts which she's made five plates of gelatin because at the last company picnic mr burns told homer or told somebody that he likes the dessert so homer was like oh we have to make the gelatin dessert for the boss right which as it turns out like i think mr burns was just saying that to be nice right um, because then everybody does burns, it but yeah but then everyone brings it so he's like learned his lesson of being nice apparently <laughs> <laughs> all it took was for everyone to bring gelatin to the company picnic yep so smithers is white again in this episode he's actually a little whiter than mr burns yeah i think he was, so like, when he's sitting there because again the colors aren't quite right right and then you get the idea of like what homer's up against though because as they're and homer's panicked because he thinks like the family's not going to behave while they're there mm -hmm. he knows martin martin lisa are little hellions mm -hmm. um and, and lisa is a brat in this episode she She's is kind of a brat. smarter than bart which is why it, it they just don't act like themselves in this one. Mm -hmm. um, and I wonder if Algene and Mike Reese kind of knew what the characters were going to be like because it is such an early episode. Could if be. If they just didn't understand that, like, there was def there's defined characteristics yet or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they kind of just had the kids act like kids. Yeah. That's it. And before they get, before they pass Mr. Burns, um, there's a family that Mr. Burns, like, you know says hello to and the kid is upset that, that he's there because he missed he's missing his little little league game and as they pass by mr burns is like fire that man <laughs> right <laughs> so you can't have a like a any dispute in the family right so like homer's fear is justified even though as we just established in the previous episode mr burns kind of needs him right but I don't know if I don't know if Homer would have the uh, same drive if he got fired again. Probably but, not. <laughs> um, Bart tries to, or Homer does Homer pay off Bart? No, that's later. That's later. That's later. Uh, Bart and Lisa immediately become obnoxious. They like are running around everywhere, and Homer's chasing after them. And Marge finds another mom. Marge finds another mar mom, and they dump the, their babies um, off, and they just leave the happy little elves on to keep them occupied yes basically and i think it is... works because we never come back to maggie that's right yeah maggie's perfectly fine she's they're perfectly content it's what you folks at home if you have babies just put the happy little elves on or <laughs> more importantly put the simpsons on they'll be fine i think coco melon is the uh the craze these days rachel that's like a i think that's a like a, a drink or something that you <laughs> rub on your body it does feel like a more of a lotion <laughs> yeah that's, that's a lotion I don't know what you just said, but that that that's definitely a lotion. Uh, Are we? I don't think we're adding Coco Melon to the list. So no, unfortunately for you fans, I mean, if we're like seventy years old and we've run out of things to talk about, maybe we'll come back. <laughs> well, welcome to episode nine thousand three hundred twenty-two of Shelf Life. We're talking about Baby Shark on... <laughs> and Coco Melon. The crazes of children. <laughs> the crazes of children from the 20 teens. <laughs> so anyway, they spike the punch and Marge, oh, I'm not much of a drinker. Marge gets drunk off the punch. And some of the other moms 
these weird accents that you never hear in the Simpsons mm-hmm. anymore um, are bragging about their family. And Marge is like trying to play up the family, but like her right. family's so shit that like she can't. But she's getting drunk. So there is this like fun, like, musical yeah like they're having like they're dancing and stuff and she's like doing karaoke or something i guess it's like an old dean martin song okay i actually learned from talking the simpsons which is what marge is singing here but it is it is like yeah it's like this whole little like musical number that marge is enjoying the punch and mr burns is about to give a speech oh before this bart and homer have to do the father-son sacrifice right it's mandatory and the, the the rules are, Mr. Burns always wins. <laughs> Bart is like nuts to this. Like, right, this is stupid. So I do like the, the 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 part where like they all like have to take one. He takes like a little leap, and they all have to also take just a little leap. Behind right. Him. Um. Like it's kind of, like I feel like Mr. Burns would think they're patronizing him, but at the same time, like maybe he doesn't care. Sure, it's more of a power move too. Yeah. Like, you can only be, you have to be one step behind me. But Bart takes it upon himself to try to win the race. He starts hustling. So Homer, to his credit, because, like, I feel like a future Homer would have stumbled and, like, the two of them would have, like, you know, fallen into, you know, dog poop or something. Sure. But, like, they, Homer catches them, and Mr. Burns just gets past the line before mm-hmm. Bart does. Um, and I, and the weirdest little animation, because it's cheap animation at this point, where his, Mr. Burns' arms are, like, ten feet long. <laughs> yes. And he's, like, asking for praise. Right. He looks, he looks more lizardy um, in that shot yeah. than, like, he ever does. Right. It's like a head-on shot. Mm-hmm. And he's got, like, the big, like, vulture beak going on. <laughs> Close one this year. Um... <laughs> This is where they also try to make it apparent that, like, Mr. Burns, voiced by Harry Shearer, who was basically given up on the show at this point, but back then he tried very, very hard, um, and he's doing, like, a Ronald Reagan impression, okay. who was the former president, um, which, the note cards are, like, a our take on Reagan, because he was losing his mind at the time, he couldn't remember people's names, so his staff would hand him a note card with who he was about to meet. Mm. So that's like where the, the that's the where that joke in. came in. Okay, yeah. with little well, like Maggie, little, <laughs> yeah. right. oh, little expecting. Yeah, this must be expecting. And, <laughs> oh and yeah, it was brat. expecting. <laughs> oh my Don't god, question. that's Bart, sir. Don't correct the man, brat. Like, that is, <laughs> like, like that's what I think. This episode is better than the last two because there are little jokes like that that yes. are actually pretty good. Right. They just don't act right. Yeah, it just, there there always feels like something is wrong. Yeah. Well, even, like, Marge is drunk, and, like, Burns is giving a speech, and at the end of it, he's like, thank you all uh, for coming. And then he's like, I think this, we get our first release, The Hounds. Yes. Um, But he releases The Hounds, and, or he says he's going to release The Hounds if they don't leave in ten minutes. Right. This is where that family leaves first exactly and all, like talking about how great they love each other and all that kind of stuff and then the the son gives his dad a kiss and this is when homer turns to the boy the, like to bart and tries to pay him to give him a kiss <laughs> or he does actually he does he does pay he him five bucks for a kiss right and but mr burns sees right through it right 
Um, so ho- luckily they, he doesn't fire Homer, but he sees through the, the attempt. Yeah, though there's a little guise right there, and he's like, no. That's really <laughs> obvious and sad. <laughs> um, but but Homer in the parking lot, like, talks to the dad of the one family, and he's like, oh, like, please, like, you guys don't really care about each other. And he, he says, like, oh, I pity you, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And we get this bizarre, like, it, this almost it's feels weird. like it should be Marge and not Homer. But yes. we get this, we get this, uh animation where homer sees the family as all like demons they're all in the car and they're like come on homer like oh yeah right yeah they're doing one of us one of us which for those of you that do not know the one of us one of us it comes from oh i can't remember the year it's from the 30s but it's a it's a horror movie called freaks have you seen that one rachel i have not seen freaks might have to add that one to the list. I, I love it when there's something it's new like for me. Forty minutes long. You might. It's it's it, it, the disturbing part about it is the the plot of that movie is um it's it's all with people that have deformities um and, and they're real deformities. So it's like the half man and it's like a, a little person and okay um, somebody that was born with like webbed feet and stuff like that. It's like and it's supposed to be like the freak show at a circus. Okay, and the plot is the one guy still looks like a little kid even though he's like in charge of it and the one person is trying to steal his money okay and the end the freaks confront her and they do one of us one of us google gobble google gobble so like that's where that comes from right it's 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 famous but like in 1990 Mm -hmm. i don't think a lot of people got that like now because you everything is you can find everything but i don't think a lot of people would have gotten that reference probably not Unless it was that popular still. Which is possible, but I think it's just one of those things where it's like everyone... A little deeper. Everyone in the writer's room knew about this kind of stuff. You know, like the fact that Mr. Mr. Burns' manor looks like Xanadu from Citizen Kane. Like, it's designed to look that way. Right. Every every frame is so dense. There's so much packed into it. (laughs) Stay tuned, but uh, <laughs> but and Citizen Citizen Kane's on the list, folks. Don't worry about that. So anyway, Homer is disappointed now that he thinks like he has this bad family, and there's one night he walks in and the family's eating their dinner. They're eating like TV dinner in front of the TV, and he's disappointed and he wants them to eat at the di- dining room table. Okay. And he thinks that, like, a normal family would eat at the dining room table. They're, they decide, Homer decides to take them on a quest to find, because he's trying to tell them that, like, no, normal families, like, sit at the dining room table. And Lisa's basically like, I hate to tell you, Dad, but, like, we're the norm. Like, people don't do that. Right. Um, it's a meta commentary on the idea that, like, the Simpsons are the normal family. Like, the ones that you see on TV that, like, eat at the dining room table and, like, do all that stuff. That's The not perfect real. family. Yeah. The first family that they find is oddly all around the table. And I couldn't tell if this is supposed to be some sort of animation or something that we're supposed to, like, get an idea. But it's, like, this big family and the dad's, the dad's wearing a shirt. And, like, that, like, like they're, they're all loving. That's the first one. The second one, they're having a conversation and the Simpsons can't hear it. Um, but it turns out that it, and, and the little kid leaves and... They, Homer speculates that it's to get the old man's slippers, slippers or something. Yeah. Pipe and slippers. Right. But it's really to get the gun. <laughs> because there's somebody out front. There's somebody in the bushes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then they don't realize it's their house, and they're like, oh, what a dump. Like, this place sucks. And then, and then Homer's like, I even stepped on their flowers. And then Marge and then is they... annoying because she's like, this is your house. Yeah. Um, so Homer's, like, upset about all of that, so he decides to go to Moe's. Which of I course. think this is the fourth episode. <laughs> or third. Bart the genius is the only one that he doesn't go to Moe's in. Right. So Homer um, is, is there, and Barney picks a fight with him. Because Barney is, like, saying uh, that all of his kids are little hooligans and, like... And it, it's Homer's really like, odd that he yeah, says something like, like that. Barney, Barney wouldn't bring this up. And I feel like Barney... Barney's only connection to, like, people is through Homer and the kids. So I, I just don't... I don't see... I feel like he actually likes them. And he's yeah. sounding like he doesn't. Right, Exactly. Because Homer's like, you can't call my kids that way. And he goes, well, at least two of them. Meaning Lisa and Maggie. And Barney goes, do you have two I haven't met? And oh, they wow. start fighting. <laughs> yeah, it's really mean. So they start having, they start fighting. And the whole idea is like, there's a boxing match going on at, on the TV. And in typical fashion here, Barney knocks out Homer. Because Barney is good at boxing. As we find out in future episodes where he beats Oh, which which boxing? Well, he knocks out Wade Boggs, but right. he, but um, yeah. So he is he can. I mean, take Homer can can take a him. punch, but that's, that's right. about all he can do. <laughs> but while on the floor, um, we we get uh, Homer overhears the commercial, which uh, was our sponsor of Marvin Monroe's Family Therapy Center, and he gets the idea. Well, he gets the you know life's. But life, it's life's answers aren't found at the bottom of the bottle that they're on TV or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. So we come back, and it's probably the first Itchy and Scratchy. It is. It is the the debut um, of Itchy and Scratchy. They actually have that in the notes. Oh, okay. For the there episode. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. So this is the first Itchy and Scratchy. Um, obviously, a take on Tom and Jerry, but the idea is that it's Way more violent. ultra-violent. Way more violent. I mean, Tom and Jerry did get pretty violent, though. Well, and the idea, too, is, like, it shows the, like, it shows the violence. Like, it'll show, like, you know. Oh, yeah, it actually shows it on screen instead of just, like, implying it and it being right. off screen. Like, Willie Wiley Coyote gets blown up, but then he's perfectly fine. And right. Instead, like, they'll show Wiley Coyote getting, like, blown up. And or, or they'll show Scratchy getting blown up, but like his intestines will be falling out. Or right. Homer unplugs the TV and he's saying that he's going to tell the family that they're going to go to therapy, uh, that they're going to go to Dr. Marum and Rose. And Lisa gets offended because she says, you're going to take us. Or, or Homer first says, well, of all the commercials, his was the best, which is funny. Right. Um, and then Lisa gets offended and is like, you're going to take us to a place that advertised on pro wrestling? And Homer goes, boxing, Lisa, boxing. It's a world of difference. <laughs> <laughs> Which he's right. Yeah, that's true. One of, because um, while one of them is more entertaining and both are fake. So. Um, <laughs> that is a bold statement. <laughs> How dare you call pro wrestling fake? I'm sorry. You're right. Uh, it's pre, it's, you're right. It's predetermined. It's not fake. Boxing is fake. Uh, so Homer decides uh, the amount of money that they needed to, to pay. Like, they're going to take the money out of the kid's college fund. Uh, the kid's college fund is $88. 
which is not enough because right. you need $250 to get the uh, therapy. $88, probably not enough back then to go to college. Either. Uh, it's a, now it would be enough to get you a letter to send to the college to try to get into the college. Yeah, it's not even enough to get a book. Because I, I did... Were there like a lot of colleges too that like made you pay to do an application? Yes. Yeah. So and in like, fact, I don't even like think that eighty-eight bucks would probably be enough for that. Oh man, it's ridiculous. A lot of the times when you want to do the graduate programs too, you have to pay to enter. Yes. Some. Well, yeah. It depends on if it's like for me. I think it was the same. I I I didn't have a fee because I went to the same school. Sure. So just like yeah, you don't have to pay. A fee. But if you're if you're applying to places, you have to apply to every one of those and pay right. to apply. It's so ridiculous. Sure. Mm-hmm. They decide because of this they're going to pawn the TV. So, Homer... which is kind of funny because it took TV to find the the therapist, mm-hmm. and now he's mm-hmm. selling the TV to go to the therapist. That's right. That's right. Really makes you think. It's a message. It's a real message. It's a. It's a definite message in this one i i think it's weird too because homer's so out of character like mm-hmm. homer being the one to do this i think he'd pawn anything else but the tv yeah but he really thinks it's like necessary even marge is like telling him not to do it right which just seems opposite day opposite and homer so they get the money to pawn the tv which the guy at the pawn shop makes it seem like homer comes there all the time He's got a weird voice, too. He's got that creepy voice that you don't hear after season one. You know what I mean? It's like that voice, like, how high you do, Samson? Yeah, like, I don't... Like, Herman has it, too, in a couple yes. episodes a little bit. And it's like, this voice does not does not come back. If it does, then it only comes back for, like, Treehouse of Horror. <laughs> <laughs> the family that was so nice at the picnic is at the therapy center, so maybe they were lying a little bit about being uh being just that happy. perfect most of the time the perfect ones are the ones that have the most issues and little commentary a... on that one <laughs> <laughs> rachel will do another another episode about that yeah all these little, all these little commentaries there's another family a ripoff version of the simpsons that leaves happy and that convinces homer that he's doing the right thing <laughs> I, I i really wish that they would have made them look more like the flintstones or something oh it would have been great um, like not just full on, full on out, but like something like that. Like nowadays, it would have been like the Griffins, or like yeah, the King it of would the be Hill. yeah, but they wouldn't be walking out happy. So <laughs> yeah, the King of the like Hill that. might be, but not the Family Guy. Someone well, would be crying. Like, I'm saying like if they were doing like the Joker oh no no I, yes version of the Simpsons right. comes out right. No, I agree. So this is probably the most highlighted part of the episode uh it's, it's probably the best part of the episode it's the therapy with with marvin monroe which is it is good like the gags and oh yeah are pretty good it's entertaining they start by drawing things that make them anxious and everyone draws <laughs> homer <laughs> it's all like different different versions right of homer. and homer's, then homer's not paying attention <laughs> yeah <laughs> he just draws planes bombing things. but like is no i think isn't it a plane crash or is it a plane bombing things I can't remember. Because either way, that could be true. Why can't him being like in a plane crash make him anxious? I wrote I wrote down it's a plane dropping bombs. So oh, so maybe it is. Well. Oh my gosh. I guess that could make you anxious too if you're like afraid of that. But he wasn't paying attention. He just started drawing. Right, he just started drawing. He wasn't paying attention. <laughs> and Dr. Marvin Monroe, who's apparently a character that Mac Groening doesn't like because of the voice. He doesn't like he doesn't like oh he doesn't like the grading voice okay well apparently it hurts dan castellan or uh, does dan castellan do this one 
Now I gotta see who does this one. Well, then well, he, he wouldn't like Marge's voice. Marge is gravelly. Well, it's like, gra- like he can, he's okay with Krusty, but for mm. some reason, Marvin Monroe's was like, put him over the top. Okay. Harry Shearer does it. So I apparently it hurts Harry Shearer's voice to do it a little bit. So they 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 kind of went away from doing it a little bit, and it was annoying for Matt. So they just decided not to to do that. That's why he ends up dead. <laughs> Pretty soon, <laughs> off screen. Spoiler alerts. <laughs> he decides that they need to up it a little bit because the therapy's not working. So he goes <laughs> because Homer goes to hit Bart with a lamp. Like, Homer immediately, like, grabs a lamp to, like, whack Bart over the head with it. Yeah. Monroe's like, okay, this is good. This is healthy. You want to kill each other. That's good. (laughs) So he decides to go get them, like, these padding mallets to whack. To whack each other with. So they can whack each other with. Just to get get that, like, feeling of hitting each other. To get the aggression out. Right. Um, I like that, like, the little, like, Maggie Yes, it's so one. cute. And she's whacking Homer. Um, and then uh, Bart realizes, well, if you just take the padding off, it works a lot better. Yeah, because they were like, this he, isn't doing anything. And he just nails Dr. Monroe with it. <laughs> so they decide like they need to go to more extensive method- methods. And this is where you... I think it's supposed to be like a Clockwork Orange. I don't think you've ever seen this movie, Rachel. It should probably be on the list for the sake of, of how well-known it is. You the probably iconicness like of it, it. But that's, that's the whole point of doing the show. Because there's a scenes in there where they try to do, like, therapy on him to make him change his behavior. Interesting. Um, so this is similar, where they have them all set up. All five of them are set up with shock therapy, which why you would put Maggie... A baby. <laughs> or even, even the children shouldn't be a part of this. But, God... With the whole idea being that if somebody says something emotionally hurtful, you shock them physically. And, of course, things get out of hand right away because Bart does it. Just for fun. like, my finger slipped. And then, <laughs> as you as it would make sense, like, so they're all shocking each other. And then Maggie, because she's a baby, just, just pressing, pressing buttons. buttons. <laughs> like, why would you think a baby would know to press the button at the right time or be pressed at? Like, and the funnier part to me is that she's pressing buttons, but she's also getting shocked. And, like, and like Marge gets shocked. Like, why are the, like, oh, yeah, Marge is trying to discipline the kids by shocking them both. You are wired into the rest of your family. You have the ability to shock them, and they have the ability to shock... Why are you? Oh, not yet. (laughs) You see, this is what is known as aversion therapy. When someone hurts you emotionally, you will hurt them physically. And gradually you will learn not to hurt each other at all. And won't that be wonderful, Homer? Oh, yes, doctor. Bart, how could you shock your little sister? My finger slipped. (laughs) So did mine. Bart, Lisa, stop that. No, 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 wait a minute, wait, wait, folks, folks, if I can, uh, that, this is not the way to get healthy! It just gets very out of hand. It's funny, but it gets very out of hand. So, the, all the electricity is being taken out because of, of this, and, like, the people are leaving because they think, like, something crazy is happening, and mm-hmm. they, they can't stand it, so, Madro pulls the plug on it because he's like, there's just no hope for this family. 
and Homer reminds him that, like, well, you said if we don't have, if it doesn't work, we get double our money back. So they walk out with 500 big ones, which even right. today you could buy a decent television for. Oh, yeah. So they're like, well, let's go get the TV back. And Homer goes like, no, we're not going to go get the TV. We're going to go get a, a bigger TV. Oh, here it says on the Simpsons wiki, mm-hmm. the idea behind the scene in which the family takes turn electri- electrically shocking each other was based on Laurel and Hardy throwing pies at each other. Oh. Although more sadistically. I like so, your interpretation better. Yeah. I mean, I could see that because, like, the whole idea of a lot of these early Simpsons is you take something from classic comedy and mm-hmm. you put a more sadistic spin You make on it. it edgier. Yeah. So I could see that. So anyway, they decide to go get a new TV with a wad of cash and the family walks away happy. And one thing we haven't mentioned a lot, the score isn't there, totally there in a lot of these early episodes, mm-hmm. but it's an odd score when it is there. I think, and it's because it's not Elf Clausen. Oh. Um, it's a different composer, did season one. Elf Clausen came in in season two. And I think okay. that becomes readily apparent in some of these episodes because you get louder stings in certain spots. And I feel like Elf Clausen was more about toning it to the mood. And this and this composer made it more, like, cartoony. Okay. Because you get that, like, bingo comes back as the score at the end when they're walking away. Mm. And I feel like you wouldn't have gotten that with Elf Clausen. Right. But they decide that they're all uh, happy together just the way they are, which they will learn again from Sherry Bobbins years later. <laughs> I almost started singing. I won't do it now. <laughs> I can't promise that in a few years when we do the Sherry Bobbins episode, I will It's a musical. Sing. I'm going to sing. Um, I'm, I will say I will sing. <laughs> Rachel's warning you all now, gentle listener, that she will sing. But that is a no disgrace like home. An yep. odd episode. It has good bits. It is it is funny. I, I do think it it has some funny bits. It's the third act is really good. It's just it's just so bizarre the way that they all act with each other. It is. I, I think it really is, and it just feels like uh, they either were using the wrong character to get everything rolling, or each character was just behaving like a a stereotypical child or stereotypical wife or something like that. You know, it it just felt a little bit more general than the actual characters themselves. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't necessarily think that this is like a, a bad one necessarily, but um it's a little odd. It's just, um, it's just oh, different. It does feel like parallel worldy. Another note about this one, this is the first appearance of Eddie and Lou. Oh yes. Um they walk into the bar. Uh, Lou's not black yet. He's yellow. Yep, that was weird. So they haven't made Lou black yet. And uh, the joke there is that Mo asks if he w- they want peanuts. And they're like, no, we're on duty. We'll get a beer. Yes. So pro- proto super bad almost. There. <laughs> um, and then, of course, he doesn't have, the- he doesn't have them pay. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be noted that Itchy and Scratchy were in the shorts, but this is the first time that they were on the TV shows. Right. Well. Yes. So anyway, that is episode four. So we have, wait a minute, that's it. We got more. Yeah, what are we doing? We're, we're out of fans. We're out of time. We're out of time, fans. We come back. Come back. 